Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir! It is a Great morning, family. And the Warriors come out of game one with a win and a stunned, and I mean a stunned, crowd here at FedEx Forum. They're looking around. They're not saying anything. They don't know what to do here. They thought it was going to be another magical win for the Grizzlies, but the Warriors aren't done yet. And the Grizzlies failed to deliver a game one win against a... Draymond Green less in the second half. Golden State Warriors team. Good morning, everyone. Stephen Langford in. Hope you had a terrific weekend. We had the NFL drafts. We had the Giants losing two out of three to the Nationals. But we had the Warriors playing their first game of the second round as the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. And on Sunday afternoon, it was a nail-biter. 117 to 116 was the final. It could have been 119 to 116 with four seconds left had Clay knocked out both of the free throws. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about a whole lot more that had to do with this game. Of course, we'll get to the Draymond ejection and. Just how poor the officiating was. Draymond actually did an emergency podcast last night. That was actually my first question after that happened. Not Well, actually, okay, second question after that happened. My first question was, what the hell was that? My second question was, alright, when's Dre going to do a podcast? I was really looking forward to that. And it ended up that he was doing an emergency pod. Now, he went on for about 12 minutes... Not going to play the entire thing for you, but I'm going to just play some highlights. But Draymond did an emergency pod, so we'll get to that sound uh, a little later on in the show. And we'll talk about the rest of this Game 1 win. But if you would like to weigh in at 888-957-9570, that's the Xfinity Mobile text line or the phone number, please feel free to do so. Now before I recap some of what happened yesterday, just in case you forgot... Because that fourth quarter was unbelievable. But I just got to say that we try to dub these games as one of the best postseason games that the Warriors have ever played in playoff history. And I can agree with that. But the one that I look back on fondly was Game 5 between... The Warriors and the Rockets in 2019 in the second round when Kevin Durant goes down with an injury with about 2 minutes and 14 seconds left in the third quarter. And the Warriors pull off the win there. Then they continue in Game 6 and then eventually win the series. And then they go on to sweep the Blazers and then we know what happens over there in Toronto. But... It reminded me of that because there's something about these types of games because we can go back with, you know, certain moments. You know, there's so many postseason moments with this Warriors team. There's a ton where when you start to list them off, you kind of forget, oh, wait, that one might have been better than this one and blah, blah, blah. You get into a whole argument about it. But 
something feels different when there's a game like this, where it feels like all the momentum was shifting in the Grizzlies' favor. Because when Draymond got ejected, and then John Morant just goes right up against Jonathan Kaminga, says he can't guard me in front of Steph Curry, and then you end it with the alley-oop, I mean, everything toward the end of that first half just felt like it was all crashing down. And and, and then in the third quarter, Steve Kerr eventually changes lineups, and then they, they come back, and they have 36 points in the third quarter. They start out the fourth with Steph on the bench because he's in foul trouble, and the Warriors are still able to make up for it in that time and not let the Grizzlies get a lead. Just everything about it was unbelievable from this game. Now, again, if you'd like to weigh in, 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number. Now, before we get to the refs and and, and just how to parse through all of that, because we did have a couple issues, let's just look back in that fourth quarter when the Warriors decided that, look, man, it's crunch time here, and we can't let them beat us. We can't. And it was going back and forth, back and forth. It was tied 108 to 108, and I'm actually going to start at the three-minute mark. This is what I think helped spur on this win. But And, and what, what brought the good juju? It felt like it was a good omen. You know when there's a moment in the game where something happens, you're like, okay, everything is happening right in the right time? Well, with three minutes left... Andrew Wiggins goes up for the layup, gets fouled. Then he knocks down both of them when the game is tied to make it 110 to 108. You felt, okay, all right, something good is going to happen here. Because Andrew Wiggins knocked out both of his free throws. Very rarely happens nowadays, which is still shocking. But it's going back and forth, back and forth. And then with two minutes left, there's an unbelievable play. Uh, by the Warriors, where Steph misses a jumper, and Andrew Wiggins, yet again, Andrew Wiggins tips the ball, Jordan Poole manages to grab the rebound, rifles it to Andrew Wiggins, and then he goes in for the dunk to make it 112, uh, to tie it at 112, John Moran ends up making a jumper, makes it 114 to 112, GP2 makes it 114 to 114, And then it continues going back and forth, back and forth. And then there's that coach's challenge where the call was overturned based on the Grizzlies and their offensive rebound. Then Brandon Clark on the inbounds play goes in for the alley-oop. I thought it was a very nicely done, uh, nicely drawn up play by Taylor Jenkins there, knowing that the Warriors were going to go, that the Warriors were small at this point. So you might as well use your size and get a lob. So it's 116 to 114. Now, Clay misses an incredibly tough layup. Andrew Wiggins gets two more offensive rebounds. And in the process, Steph missed another triple. Andrew Wiggins misses the tip in. Then the Grizzlies get the rebound, but Clay Thompson still fighting for it. The rebounding in the down the stretch here by Wiggins and the rest of the team. The effort, the fight, everything. It just made it so exciting. I mean, I haven't seen that type of fight on the offensive glass in a very long time. And then it ends up that Brandon uh, Brandon Clark steps out of bounds, and the Warriors get the turnover. And then when the game is at 116-114 to 114 in the Grizzlies' favor, Clay Thompson does this. Grizzlies have a foul to give. Poole throws to Thompson. Palm fake, takes a step, takes the jumper. Got it! Clay Thompson with a three. The Warriors lead by one, 117-116. The confidence of Clay Thompson to bury that shot on a night where he was five for 18. Just a huge play by Clay there when it mattered most. And you saw this multiple times, and I think you're going to see it throughout this series here. Uh, but the Grizzlies, they bite on pump fakes a lot. They are really going in for the block, whether it was Clay on that specific play where Desmond Bl- where Desmond Bain was going in for it, whether it was on Steph. Now, actually, Dylan Brooks 
if you look at the numbers, if you look at the matchup data, Dylan Brooks was a primary guard on Steph, and he kind of locked them down. I believe Steph went over when Dylan Brooks was guarding him one-on-one. But you did see him a couple of times fly by. You see that you you saw that multiple times in this game, and also with Jordan Poole too. Jordan Poole was awesome. We'll get to Jordan Poole uh, as well later in the game. But Clay nails that three to make it one seventeen to one sixteen. Then Steph Curry, Steph Curry. I know we always talk about the offense, but with both him and Clay Thompson, their defense is what made this game. Steph Curry gets the block. Jordan Poole grabs the rebound. John Morant fouls, and the Warriors call a timeout. Then Clay Thompson ends up going up to the line for free throws, and this happens. Clay Thompson again bends, flicks, missed it. Missed them both. Ball tip. It goes out of bounds. I think it's off Memphis. I don't they know. don't know. They don't know. That's going to be a jump ball. Oh, my. How about you? They should review that and get it right, whether it's off Memphis or off Golden State. I thought that was off Memphis. Well, we'll we'll get to that in the next segment. But as we know, it was called a jump ball for I don't know what reason. I'm trying to parse through it and think what is it? What what was that? <laughs> Again, what was that? But they called a jump ball, even though the ball was clearly out of bounds when two Grizzlies were fighting for it, trying to get the rebound. But nevertheless. The jump ball goes in the Grizzlies' way. They call a timeout. And then, with 3.6 seconds left, this happens. Yeah, you can't risk a foul here. No, I, I give him a little room there. It's too cl- he's too close. He'll go Bay around. They will throw it in. Finding Clark. Clark bounce pass over to Morant. He'll drive in. Scoop is up. No good. Rebound. Wiggins. The Warriors win. The Warriors win. Memphis got the look they wanted. And Morant couldn't finish it. And Golden State captures game one with Draymond Green in the locker room. It was a very well drawn up play. I I do got to give Taylor Jenkins credit on that one because... Gary Payton II was guarding Ja Morant on the other side of the court, not even paying attention to the inbounds pass. He was just face-guarding Ja Morant on the other end of the court. And then Ja was just essentially waiting as they had Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain go to the opposite corners from where they were lined up at across the free throw line. That's really where they were all lined up. So they get them to the corner. Brandon Clark stays in the middle the pass goes to Brandon Clark. Then he hands it off to Jaw. Jaw just raced right by GP2. Then Jaw tries to go in for the layup. Clay was the one that was actually on Brandon Clark. And Clay had the wherewithal to go help with defense. So I do give Clay a lot of credit. But man, that was a play there that had you nervous. It had you nervous. But it was the defense and the rebounding to me. In the, in the final moments that helped close out that game. Now, the starts of the third and starts of the fourth were huge. Jordan Poole starting to heat up after missing his first three shots in the first half. Like, there were some good moments in the first half, but really, to me, it was in the second half where the game was won for the Warriors. And then the rebounding by Wiggins with the small ball unit. I mean, it, it can't go... You, you can't go a, a day of speaking with the game without talking about Andrew Wiggins and his impact on the offensive glass. He was huge there because if he doesn't get those offensive rebounds or at least doesn't fight for those rebounds and make it tough on the Grizzlies, Grizzlies get a clean rebound. All they got to do is get, get the ball to Morant in transition and let him drive down the lane. Now, granted... Jaw was tired, but I guarantee you if he got ahead of speed, he'd still be he'd still be able to go in and go for those layups and go to the foul line. That did not happen. It felt like the Warriors were keeping the ball on their side of the court a majority of that fourth quarter. Just an awesome, awesome win, but we got to get to the Draymond Green ejection. 888-957-9570. We got a lot of you texting in already. I'll get to those texts on the other side at the Xfinity mobile text line, or, of course, you can call in if you'd like. What did you make of the Draymond Green dejection toward the end of the first half in yesterday's game? 888-957-9570, because Draymond did an emergency podcast. 
Never thought I'd be saying that. Draymond did an emergency pod last night, did about 12 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes, I'm not really sure, because there are ads that are involved there, and the timing is all mixed up, and I, I, don't, even, I don't even know the exact time, but it was about 10 to 12 minutes, and he said a lot. And there's a couple of interesting tidbits in there uh, that I think could play out for this series. I want to see what that's like. So we'll get to that. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show. Ninety five seven. The game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. I hope you're having a terrific Monday morning as we are talking about the Warriors, the Grizzlies. And over the first segment, we went through what were the keys to that win. And really what it was to me, at least in the closing minutes, was the defense and the rebounding along with that timely clay three, but also the hot starts they had to the third and the fourth quarter. Even though all the momentum was shifting toward the Grizzlies' way, just an unbelievable second half. Really was reminiscent of that Game 5 against the Rockets back in 2019 in the second round when the Rockets, for as much as we hate them, I think we forget how good of a team they actually were back then. Like, they were knocking down threes at a rate that was better than the Warriors. Bigger than the Warriors. So when when KD went down in Game 5 in the second round, and they come back and they win, even though it was a one-point game, and then they go on to win Game 6... I mean, it's just unbelievable how they got through that. But it was the same thing in yesterday's Game 1. We are going to remember this Game 1 for a very long time. Now, before we do get to the Draymond ejection, I want to know from you at 888-957-9570 what you thought of it. But so far, what we got... I got to make sure. Wow, you got a lot more here. All right, this is from from Chan. You mean the refs failed to deliver a Game 1 win for the Jazz. Are you going to talk about the NFTs? I want an NFT of that GP2 poster. That's Ernie from Concord. Yeah, if if we were to make it into an NBA top shot, I think when we we do that at the end of the series, because we are going to do this at the end of every single series where we try and make NBA top shots out of certain plays that happen, yeah, the GP2 dunk would, uh, would be that one for sure. From the 415... Great win, but I am a bit concerned. Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks were off their normal games. Also, I can't see Poole scoring 30 points each game. I think this loss may have lit a fire under Memphis. Just a little worried. It's okay if you want to think that. I totally understand. Totally understand where you're coming from. But as far as Dylan Brooks, 8 points on 3 of 13 shooting? I mean, what, is he going to get 13 points on 13 shots? Is that where we're going to go with Dylan Brooks? I understand where you're coming from with Desmond Bain. Because Desmond Bain, in his 32 minutes, only had 9 points on 10 shots. He was 1 of 5 from 3. And by the way, his guy who was primarily guarding him was Stephen Curry. So you got to give Steph a lot of credit for how he played uh, against Desmond Bain in this one in his 32 minutes. Not letting letting them get any open looks. Uh, But I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think the one thing that... uh, that is might not be as sustainable from something we saw yesterday is the rebounding because the Warriors out-rebounded the Grizzlies, which doesn't happen too often, tied them on the offensive glass. I want to see if they could keep that up uh, throughout the series because that was absolutely a key. But the biggest play that happened in yesterday's game, and we'll get to more of your texts at 888-957-9570, of course, if you'd like to weigh in. Uh, but here was the ejection heard around the world. And Draymond Green, I think he's been thrown out. Oh, my gosh. Or, or maybe not. No, he, Oh, no, what he did was Draymond Green he, just jogged over to the tunnel yes. to get everybody fired up and then went back over to the bench. Oh. What's what he... I think he call a technical on oh, Maybe he's going back. Oh, no, now he's going to the tunnel again. Maybe he did get thrown out. Steve Kerr is talking with James Williams. Wow. Here we go. Well, that changes everything. 
That was the first part, and here's the second part of that ejection. Draymond Green has been ejected for the windup to the face, impact to the face, the follow through to the jersey, and the throw down to the ground. All right, so there you heard the response there for Kane Fitzgerald. I kind of disagree with it because I don't think it was a flagrant two. Wow. If if that's a windup, then then every shot blocker in the league can get a flagrant call. I, I don't agree for this reason, Tim. He wow. put his he got his hand caught on the jersey, and I thought he used that to try to break the fall to help him out. Exactly. A little bit. Yeah. So this possession. Actually, I remember watching Draymond just on his own on this play. I, I singled out Draymond because he was up against Kyle Anderson and uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson, and he picks his pocket. But then Anderson, unfortunately, gets the lucky bounce. It go- bounces back into his hands. Then Draymond got- has to get back on defense to help protect the rim after diving for the ball, which he understands. Then he goes to Brandon Clark. After Kyle Anderson passes it off to him, Clark tries to go up for, was it the layup or the dunk, really? It was, I'd say it was more of just a layup for, for Clark. But, yeah, it was just going to be the layup for Clark. And Draymond goes up, does catch him on the face. I didn't see that at first glance. Grabs his jersey as he's on the way down and keeps him, uh, uh, keeps him from hitting the ground with as much force as he was going to. Now, I thought that this warranted a flagrant one when they were looking at it through the replay. But then when when they started looking at it a little longer than they should have, because it felt pretty clear. I mean, even on the ABC broadcast, Steve Javi, the ref that they go to in the booth, just gave a quick... Ah, look, there was unnecessary contact, but I wouldn't give that a flagrant two. That, to me, is a flagrant one. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much for the analysis. Boom. And you feel like it's it's that simple, but it wasn't for these refs. And then when they called the flagrant too, I mean, listen to this. Listen to this one more time. Listen to the reasoning here. Draymond Green has been ejected for the windup to the face, impact to the face, the follow through to the jersey, and the throw down to the ground. All right. So there you heard the response there for Kane Fitzgerald. I kind of disagree with it because I don't think it was a flagrant two. Wow. If if that's a windup, then then every shot blocker in the league can get a flagrant call. I, I don't agree for this reason, Tim. He, wow. put his, he got his hand caught on the jersey, and I thought he used that to try to break the fall to help him out a exactly, little bit. Exactly, yeah. When you're hearing that, you're thinking that he, like, uppercutted him or something. I mean, Draymond, by the time he got to Brandon Clark, his right hand was already up because he was actually trying to block Kyle Anderson's shot. So his hand was already up. It's not like he wound up at all. And it clips Brandon Clark in the face, grabs him by his jersey, and then you get a flagrant too. I thought it was total BS with that call. I really did. And that's the type of thing that could change the momentum. But... I do think that there's a silver lining here because after that happens and the Grizzlies just start to go off, right? John Morant going up against Jonathan Kaminga, getting into Steph's face, saying he can't guard me, and doing all the showboating. I read a text earlier that said uh, he's worried. He's a little bit concerned. He or she is a little bit concerned because they feel like this can light a fire under the Grizzlies. Well, what the Grizzlies did. After the ejection, that lit a fire under the Warriors to me. Now, back to the Draymond, the whole situation with Draymond and dancing and everything. Let's just get to Draymond and his podcast sound. Because he did an emergency podcast last night. And I think you're going to see this a lot more around the NBA. Because when you're ejected, you're not going to speak to the media afterwards. You're not going to go to the podium. So Draymond, dressed in the attire, this is my favorite part, dressed in the attire that he was wearing in the tunnel after the game when he's dapping up all the teammates and, you know, just with that Draymond look. It, it, it was really funny. But he was still wearing that same attire, the same glasses, the same shirt, everything. And he's talking to a camera with a microphone. I loved it. 
and he did an emergency podcast, and we'll get to more of the sound after this segment, but here he is explaining his foul and what he thought of it. Now let's really talk about what everyone's here for, what, you know, what everyone wants to talk about, which is me getting ejected for, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure for what, but um, for a foul. Um, very interesting one. You know, you know, one thing about that foul is I actually tried to hold him up and I was, well, I wasn't told anything because I left the court, but guys were told I was, I was ejected for throwing him down, which was very interesting because I mean, even once he hit the ground, I still was holding his jersey up. Now, Brandon Clark said some stuff after the game about this, and he said, this is who Draymond is. We're used to seeing this. I'm used to seeing this, so I'm not surprised by it. I don't know if he's talking about the foul or whether he's talking about Draymond holding somebody up when they're about to fall to the ground and hurt themselves. Because Draymond has done that before. I've seen him do that multiple times. I know he's an aggressive player, but when he sees guys falling to the floor and understanding they're in a dangerous position with nothing they can do, Draymond has held him up. And he's almost gotten in trouble for it, as a matter of fact. So, I do understand where Draymond's coming from because this is what he does, but it's the wind-up. Draymond didn't really go into that too much. The wind-up. I mean, his hand was already up! There was no wind! It was a very frustrating call. We'll get more uh, to Draymond on the other side. 888-957-9570 is the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number if you'd like to weigh in. And then we will get back to the game. We'll also uh, hear from Steve Kerr what he had to say about the win. Steph Curry as well. So we'll get to all of that. But we'll continue with Draymond on the other side, what he had to say about the foul. And I'll play that sound for you of Brandon Clark as well talking about the foul. So we'll get to all of that. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 the game. Yeah, you can't risk a foul here. No, I, I give him a little room there. It's too close. He's too close. He'll go around. They will throw it in. Finding Clark. Clark bounce pass over to Morant. He'll drive in. Scoop is up. No good. Rebound. Wiggins. The Warriors win. The Warriors win. Memphis got the look they wanted. And Morant couldn't finish it. And Golden State captures game one with Draymond Green in the locker room. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Draymond actually in the tunnel. I think he was in the tunnel at that point in the game. Or maybe he was in the locker room and he just decided to jog out. Because we saw him dapping up his teammates at the end of the game as the Warriors win game one of this second round, 117-116. to 116. Because what we're about to talk about, we're going to get to Draymond and what he had to say on his podcast about his ejection. Then we will get back to the rest of the game. But let's not forget, <laughs> we still got... At least three more games of this thing. This is fantastic. Game one is setting the tone for a playoff series that's going to be physical. There's already trash that's being talked. I want to see when John Morant's dad, T. Morant, and Gary Payton are in the building at the same time. I want to see that. This is setting up to be a must-watch I mean, all warrior, all warrior playoff series are. But if you're just a, you know, a regular basketball fan who might tune into the playoffs every now and then, this is the series that you're going to want to pay attention to. Sure, you could, you know, you could watch Suns Mavs if you want. I'm not going to hate on that. Heat Sixers, we do have that coming up. That's going to be a very good game. That's going to be a fun series. And you do have the Bucks and the Celtics. But I don't think any are going to compare to this one where these two teams it's just always been Warriors Grizzlies Warriors Grizzlies I want to see what the Warriors and Grizzlies look like in a playoff series well we get it and this first game left us plenty to talk about and I do want to get to this Draymond ejection we got Oreo Cookie in Oakland who decided to weigh in at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. now we'll play the highlight we'll get to Oreo Cookie and your text at the Xfinity mobile text line Here's what happened with about a minute left in the second quarter. And Draymond Green, I think, has been thrown out. Oh, my gosh. 
Or, or maybe not. No, he, oh no, what he did was Raymond Green he just jogged over to the tunnel uh, yes. to get everybody fired up and then went back over to the bench. Oh. What was he? I think he call a technical on this. Maybe he's going back. Oh no, and now he's going to the tunnel again. Maybe he did get thrown out. Steve Kerr is talking with James Williams. Wow. Here we go. Well, that changes everything. And here is the ref's announcement. Draymond Green has been ejected from the windup to the face, impact to the face, the follow through to the jersey, and the throw down to the ground. All right, so there you heard the response there for K. Fitzgerald. I kind of disagree with it because I don't think it was a flagrant two. Wow. If, if that's a windup, then, then every shot blocker in the league can get a flagrant call. I, I don't agree for this reason. Tim, he put wow. his, he got his hand caught on the jersey, and I thought he used that to try to break the fall to help him out a exactly, little bit. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what he did. And the wind-up. The wind-up? I'm not going to. That's the. Those are the two words that are going to get to me. It's gonna. They're going to wind me up. Those are. That's what those words are going to do. They're going to wind me up. Because Draymond already had his hand up. He already had his hand at least. I mean, maybe it was on the way down after trying to block Kyle Anderson because in that sequence, Draymond tries to st- tr- tries to pick Kyle Anderson, dives after the ball, doesn't get it. Kyle Anderson picks up the loose ball, goes into the hoop, goes into drive to the hoop. Then Draymond gets a hand up, goes for help. Then he dumps it off to Brandon Clark, who's running down the opposite lane, and Draymond tries to block him, hits him in the face in the process, doesn't wind up, then grabs his jersey and tries to hold him up from falling, at least with full force, with full impact. He gets a flagrant two. He's ejected from the game. Now, before we get to what Draymond had to say on his emergency podcast, what Brandon Clark, the guy on the Grizzlies who Draymond fouled, we'll get to what he had to say. But let's get to Oreo Cookie in Oakland and hear what he has to say about this entire thing. Good morning, Oreo Cookie, man. Good morning, man. Dre area. <laughs> I just want to say, man, we all love Dre. We all love him out here, but he's a lucky man that he's on his team. Uh, he's lucky that he has a Splash Brothers and pool, and we pulled it out yesterday. Um, put him on another team, man, he's just a problem, bro. Um, the antics afterwards is what got me. Okay, he gets ejected for a bad call. That's all right, but you got to humble yourself, man. You got to control yourself. He looks like Antonio Brown out there. That's all I got to say about that, man. He need to shape up. Yeah, that that was a questionable one. And especially when they, they had the slow-mo and you just see Andre Guadalla and Kevon Looney saying, what are you doing? Shout out to Willard and Dibbs. Maybe maybe Andre maybe Iguodala and Kavad Ludic could could call into the What Are You Doing segment at uh, at nine forty five every single morning uh, on Willard and Dibs. <laughs> That's what Iguodala and Looney were wondering. But Draymond explained that on his podcast, and I'll just say this again: Draymond did this emergency podcast as soon as this was done. A couple hours later, after the game, you had the volume tweeting out a photo of Draymond still in the same attire with his glasses, and then he does a full video everything. And I hope this becomes a new normal within the NBA because I feel like some guys, I mean, it's not going to be totally, you know, it's not going to be through every player. It's not like every player needs their own podcast. But some of the ones that are more outlandish like Draymond and has the reputation that Draymond has, which he also spoke about. I do want them to, I I would love to hear their podcast afterwards. Uh, But Dre talked about what he was doing as the foul was being assessed. When they reviewed the foul for as long as they reviewed it, I said to myself, I said, hmm, I wonder what could they be deciding that's possibly going to take this long. I'm actually dumb enough to think I wasn't going to get a flagrant one. Talk about an idiot. You want to call anybody an idiot? Look no further than Draymond Green himself. Because I was, I mean, I was literally sitting there like, you know what's crazy? As I was about to start dancing to the crowd saying, kick him out, kick him out, to taunt them because it's like, kick him out for that. So I was about to start dancing. And when I was literally starting to edge up off the scores table, something said to me, 
but it's you involved in this play, Draymond. <laughs> so because it's you involved in this play, you probably shouldn't dance because you probably should always expect the unexpected. And so the little birdie that sits on my shoulder nowadays told me, hmm, just wait a second. Don't get up and dance and make fun of them. Because if you get up and dance and make fun of them, sure enough, it, you're then not expecting the unexpected. And if you're not expecting the unexpected, very soon they'll probably be able to make fun of you. And so I sat there. <laughs> but for then afterward, he wasn't sure to dance it. And I think, I don't know if, I don't know if it's Draymond's conscience that's telling him, hey, don't dance, or it's the teammates that are behind him. And Iguodala and Kavad Looney saying, hey, don't dance. Like, I wonder if that's the, the voice from his shoulder that he's talking about. The little birdie. That's probably just Andre Iguodala and Kavad Looney. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I, I, I did not like the dancing. And you know what? Who knows? Like, did that add into it? It could have. I wonder if it did. And this also goes to what I've thought for quite a while now. Because I do think the element of human error in human error. <laughs> human error. I do think that human error I'm not gonna I'm I'm just I'm not even gonna try to try to whatever. The element of error within humans within sports. <laughs> I think it's something I appreciate because it's it's like life. In life, people make mistakes that might go against whatever task you're trying to accomplish, and, and they're trying to you know bring you down with whatever you're trying to do in life. And maybe decisions are made that you disagree with that impact you. It's kind of like in sports. I mean, these guys. And plus, I understand it. You know. And I wonder if the dancing had anything to do with it. I wonder if him showboating afterward, because I guess they he he started doing it after the flagrant two was called. So I I don't know, but it's just I do think his reputation precedes him, as they say. And Draymond agrees, according to his podcast. I sat there, and then the official turned. He had a hard time telling. He said, "And it's going to be a flagrant," and like. Long pause, like pause, two. He didn't even want to say it was going to be a flagrant two, which was very interesting to me because, again, I am dumb enough to think that it would not even be a flagrant one, that, you know, the the playoffs are a little tougher and not as soft as the regular season, you know, and that, um, you know, you can you can bump a little more and you get away with a little more, you know, like, but, you know, we've seen questionable calls in the first, first round, some things that didn't get reviewed. And, um, yeah, I guess it, you know, sometimes I guess it's just a case by case thing. It's, you know, it's a reputation thing. I think tonight, uh, was probably a reputation, a reputation thing more so than a hard foul. Now, I want you to go to the Suns Pelican series. Okay, the difference between a flagrant one and a flagrant two is not only is it unnecessary, the flagrant two that is, but it's excessive, right? It's excessive. Now, a flagrant two, it's intentional. Flagrant ones are unintentional, but unnecessary. Like, that's really where they come from with that. You're assessed a technical and you're assessed a flagrant point. Now, Draymond actually spoke to that and wants it rescinded and at least wants it put down to a flagrant one. So we'll see if that actually happens, if the NBA does that. But I I implore you to go back to the Suns and Pelicans series and look at Chris Paul and what he did to Herb Jones when Herb Jones was driving down the lane with no one near him And Chris Paul smacks him in the face. He was assessed a flagrant one. If you think, if you agree with this Draymond ejection, I implore you to go back and watch that one from Chris Paul and Herb Jones. Because that was assessed a flagrant one. And I do think that with Chris Paul's reputation, not necessarily among all refs, I know him and Scott Foster have a thing, but Chris Paul don't have that reputation. He gets away with a lot. And Draymond doesn't. 
But I really, I recommend you go and check that out. But here's also what Draymond had to say. This is the last clip that I'm going to play because I think you're going to hear so much about it today. You know, whether whether the ejection was warranted, whether it wasn't. And if it wasn't, I'd like to hear from you at 888-957-9570. But here's the last of Draymond from his podcast on the emergency pod that he did after the game. My biggest worry moving forward is that gives me two flagrant foul points. And as we know, I've been ejected for accumulation of flagrant foul points. So my hope is that the right thing will happen and that it'll at least get rescinded to a flagrant one because a flagrant two, I mean, unnecessary contact. I can't quite say it was unnecessary because I was trying to stop him from making a bucket and getting an and one. So I can't quite say it was unnecessary excessive I didn't even really make contact with the guy's body so excessive would be a bit extreme if a guy is flying off of one leg then maybe you say all right he was in an unsafe position and you know he couldn't protect himself flagrant two a guy jumping off two feet straight up and down who then sells a foul and dive to the floor can't quite say he was in an unsafe position so I guess my me trying to explain this this flagrant foul to you, your guess is just as good as mine. Now with flagrants, you get a point for each flagrant foul. If you have three points, you get a one-game suspension. So as of now, he's already got two. And if he gets one more flagrant, that could end up in a suspension. So I think that he absolutely deserves to get this to down to a flagrant one. Because you impacted that if The reps impacted that game yesterday. But this could impact the series if Draymond misses one of those games. Who knows? Who knows how the series is going to play out? And let me play this one last clip here. This is Brandon Clark. The guy who Draymond fouled. The one whose jersey he held up, Brandon Clark. I was a fan of the way that he was playing. He was bringing a lot of energy to the court. Uh, but here's what Brandon Clark had to say about Draymond's foul. The Draymond flagrant foul. Like, were you hurt on that at all? Or I mean, no. Nah, I mean, I can you know, I can I can like take a hit, man. He just, you know, he's been known for flagrant fouls in his career. I've watched him on TV my whole life. It feels like so. I wasn't really shocked, but you know, I'm a I'm a dude. I don't really like like the flop or none, but he did uh, hit me pretty hard twice, really, when I saw it again. So, yeah, I mean, it's just us coming out and playing our our ball. I, I'm not really worried about it or none. I mean, it's not shocking that he did that. It's something he's done in the past. So, um, yeah. As a follow, what do you think his ejection did to the game? You know, like the flow of the game. It seemed like yeah. you guys responded well initially, but then coming yeah. out of the halftime, I mean. Yeah, he's uh, known to be a pretty big part of their uh, team, pretty big part of their offense and their defense. So, um, yeah, but they seem to still come out and play well, you know, without him. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a, a real good player. He's a real good player on defense. You know, there's no there's no need to do all that extra stuff. But yeah, the Draymond. So that was Brandon Clark after the game, and he said, "Well, that's what he does." And Draymond reacted to that. So now. We got a series where there's some hostility between these two teams. And it's all going to be based on this Draymond ejection. And by the way, I apologize. Just wanted to correct myself. It's not three flagrant fouls. It's over three flagrant fouls. And then you get a one-game suspension. So just over three. And right now, Draymond has two flagrant foul points after that call. But that wasn't the entire game. Let's get to... The final play. Now, Taylor Jenkins, I believe, called up a beautiful play. A great play. They had John Moran on the other end of half court. Gary Payton II was the one as the closer because GP2 is going to be the best defender on Ja. They hadn't really figured it out. Ja had an inefficient game, but he still scored 30 or more, 30 plus points. So, GP2 was on him in that final possession with 3.6 seconds left. And Taylor Jenkins drew it up with three guys across the free throw line, really, across the foul line. They had the two guys on the end rotate, go to each corner, Brandon Clark stay where he's at, take the defenders out of it, and try to create some space for John Morant. So Brandon Clark gets the ball on the inbound, waits a little bit, 
for John Morant to sprint past GP2 because GP2 was face guarding him and just wasn't ready. And Morant has such a quick burst, just such a quick first step that he couldn't catch up to him. Morant got him. Then Clay comes in with the help as Clay was on Brandon Clark, who had possession. He knew that he wasn't going to go for the final shot. So Clay shades his way over to John Morant, and this happens. Yeah, you can't risk a foul here. No, I, I give him a little room there. It's too cl- he's too close. He'll go around. They will here. throw it in. Finding Clark. Clark bounce pass over to Morant. He'll drive in. Scoop is up. No good. Rebound. Wiggins. The Warriors win. The Warriors win. Memphis got the look they wanted. And Morant couldn't finish it. And Golden State captures game one with Draymond Green in the locker room. Just an unbelievable comeback. The Draymond ejection had lit a fire under the Warriors in that final minute where the Grizzlies were starting to go off. They close it off with an alley-oop, and, you know, John Moran is telling Jonathan Kaminga, or telling Steph Curry, rather, that Jonathan Kaminga can't guard him. Then Steph comes in with the block at the end of the game, which was huge on Ja, as Ja was really starting to gain some steam. I thought he was, uh, I remember thinking in the second half, Kind of when he was in in the fourth quarter, I was like, man, Jaw's been kind of quiet. Then he started to go off. <laughs> like, so so I remained quiet at that point. But they stopped Jaw at a key moment in the final minute of the game. The defense from Stephen Clay making up for missing Draymond Green. Not only that, though. The way they were fighting for rebounds. Andrew Wiggins has been fantastic. Not only... In that, in this last game, but throughout this series, I know we get on him offensively. Maybe he misses an open look. Maybe he misses a free throw, but he knocked down two free throws when the game was tied to put them up 110 to 108. And those two free throws, I think, were a good omen. I think I said, all right, things are going in the right direction for the Warriors there. He's playing with confidence. That's what that shows me, because I think with with Wiggins, we've seen him knock down free throws at an 80% clip. We really, we, so we've seen him do it. So it has to be psychological. So those two made free throws, to me, tells me how confident he was. And then just go and watch the final four minutes of that game and go watch Andrew Wiggins and his rebounding on the offensive glass. He was fantastic. All right, let's go to the phones at 888-957-9570. As you know, can't take the calls live on the air because I'm in the producer studio and the only time I could screen them is during the commercial breaks. So we take them live on the air and I only got one caller on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, only me? Only you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hey, man, we're champions. This is what I, this is what I would like to share. Yeah. And you said the Bay Area is not listening to this? I think this would be very worthy for the, for the uh, Bay Area. We're champions, man. What's your name? Where are you calling from, man? We. My name is Derek, man. I'm from Oakland. All right, we're right champions. On. And listen to me, man. I, I really think this is going to go four zero, and I think all the games are going to be similar mm. because because of the, of the fact that we missed a lot of sh- shots, man. And if Clay and Steph and Poole get those shots. Four games, we're gonna kill them, man. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know they're young, they're young, inexperienced. They do a lot of stupid stuff, man. Mm. You know, and we're experienced, man. We know what to do, Draymond. He's a mass antagonizer. <laughs> he antagonized everyone, yeah. and I love him. I- that's who he is. And I appreciate you, man. We're going to win the championship this year, man. Appreciate the phone you- call, man. <laughs> Only got two minutes left. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, but, man, this is going to test the mental fortitude of this Memphis Grizzlies team. That's for sure. Like That's got to be a huge blow in the FedEx Forum when Grizzlies fans ask, what can Ja do for you? And Ja ends up missing that layup in crunch time. But we haven't really talked about it too much, and I think everyone has this thought. But the fact that you couldn't review that ball that was clearly out of bounds on the Grizzlies, and they call it a jump ball? Why'd they call it a jump ball? At center court, no less. It's just, yeah, let's call it a jump ball. Okay. I don't get what their reasoning was there, and no matter even what they say when they try to back it up, I don't even care what the two-minute report says. Like, I don't get that one at all. At all. 
From the 5-1-0, the NBA is soft. That was a regular foul. Listen to Clark. He didn't even think he got hit until he saw the replay. That right there tells me that wasn't a flagrant foul. From the 209, him missing a game will impact the series. I honestly thought they were losing that game once he was ejected. Game was much closer with him out. Huge impact. And and for anyone who is going to make that argument today with the, you know, I'm I'm not going to call it the Ewing theory because the Ewing theory is a little different in that you're losing your franchise player and you're better without your franchise player. Draymond Green certainly isn't the franchise player. Steph Curry is that guy. So you can't really apply the Ewing theory to this. But Draymond is very important to this team. And I do think there's going to be some who think, hey, maybe they looked better without Draymond on the floor. It's just not true. It's just not true. There could be times where maybe the small ball lineup was moving moving the ball uh, maybe a little quicker without him on the court because you don't have a guy who's just taking the ball up the floor. But you need Draymond. You absolutely do in this series. And I think that Taylor Jenkins is a very good coach and will figure out a way and will look at the loopholes from this second half and try to make his team adjust. But this series, whoo-wee, this series has turned into a series, man. Like, that's what that game one did. We can be mad at refs. We can be mad at Draymond, whatever, his antics. I loved that, by the way. Oreo Cookie, when he called it earlier, he when I when I said, hey, man, what do you want to talk about with the Draymond ejection? He said, I think Draymond's lucky to have these superstars with all of his antics. <laughs> oh, man, you can be mad at that, but you can't deny this is going to be a hell of a series. And Bonte Hill and Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky are going to have a hell of a show for you. Going to be talking about this all morning long. Going to have me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass. If you want to weigh in, 888-957-9570. That's the text line or the phone number. I'm not going to go so far as to say, yeah, they're going to sweep them after that game. But that had to have been demoralizing. So I'm very curious to see how the Grizzlies try to bounce back in Game 2. But that's going to do it for me. The Morning Roast coming up next. you got me and producer Sam Lubbin behind the glass. And as always, go Dubs! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.